1: Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals
2: when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms.
0: Knows what Snapface is. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Combine week is here. But before we get to that, how about those Oscars? Ooh, va va boom.
3: Did you watch it? I didn't even. I didn't watch a second of it.
0: I watched a portion of it, and then I did what everyone else does in the 21st century. I saw the good parts on the internet in the morning.
4: I watched the entire thing. Upset of the year. Wow! In what? a sports bar. Ah, okay, that's with count. the volume on.
0: That doesn't. Count, I, that might be an only in LA thing. That uh, or maybe I'm wrong, but definitely uh, an LA staple uh, that an Oscar night, which is a big deal here, uh, that it would be treated almost like the Super Bowl, where volume up. That's when you know it's a big sports event if you go to a bar and they're doing the the volume and the touch I always like. You know it's a good sports bar when they have the big game volume up, commercial break bang in with your jukebox and then come it takes out Takes a lot of coordination. Back. Yeah. But it, I noticed you have that I committed effort.
4: to being a good venue that day if you're going to do. Right. That. I agree with you. That's that's the golden ticket.
5: You you did not watch it in the strangest place of anyone on this podcast though. I mean, do you are you guys aware of where Sydney watched the Oscars? I, can, I am. I could probably guess. <laughs> hey guys. Who, who are the who is the crowd Sydney that goes to Disneyland to watch the Oscars? It seems like a strange. Yeah, combo. I was
6: not even planning on it, but they sent out like a Facebook blast that was like, "Hey, if you have an annual pass, we're showing the Oscars." At the opera house on Main Street, and I was like, Yes, that is for me. I am going to that.
3: Wow. And on and on your Facebook page you called it the most magical evening. <laughs> watching the Oscars followed by fireworks and a parade. What time are the Oscars over?
6: They finish around 9.30. I
3: mean, the fact that there's more fireworks and a whole parade unfurling at Disneyland after that or Disney, it's it to me it that, feels like a packed a packed evening.
0: That's why New Money uh, is so loyal to the brand because she goes there and she says I check my worries at the gate at well after I pay the eighteen dollar parking fee. Uh, <laughs> I check my worries at the gate and I, I'm i I'm a happy I'm a happy uh woman.
6: Super accurate. So accurate. There
0: were, how many there was there was no dry
5: eyes in the house, you know, when the Moana girl came out. Oh. At least not in the Sydney group.
6: There was not. And there were a bunch Sang of the song. Songs. There were also were no dry eyes after the end. Well, not after the end, but at the end when the they came back and said, Just kidding. Not La La Land. Mm. Everybody in the theater had a meltdown, and it was I, that's, so that, great.
5: That seems like a
0: Disney World, Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> crowd. Wait, like La La Land the meltdown at the Disneyland uh, airing of the Oscars. It's
6: like, you know, when you're watching a football game. Let's bring it right back to sports. You're watching well a football game, and there's, like, the Surrender Cobras or people, like, with their heads in their hands. That was happening all around me in this theater, and I was quite enjoying it probably what a more world. Than I should have. Surrender were- Cobra? Yes, like you put your hands behind
4: your head. Never heard of this.
0: this. Sydney's actually an operative for uh, the Marines (laughs) during the weekends, when she's not at Disney. I don't typically wonder if she's
3: substance-free or not. I know she is, but I have to question what she's describing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the Monday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. And, you know, people have been wondering what's going on with the schedule of the show. We've been doing two shows a week. First of all, you know, calm down. We're doing the best we can. Uh, But... If it makes you feel better, if you do love listening to new shows three times a week, know that it's coming. It's not coming this week uh, because Greg and I are heading to Indy tomorrow, and then we have it tomorrow, Tuesday, and then we'll have a Thursday show, which will be kind of like a hybrid. Uh, Greg, myself, Kevin Patrick, and Connor Orr from Indy uh, with Wes and Sess in the studio. It'll be a fun show on Thursday, so two shows this week. And then next week, which is free agency week, start of free agency, three shows. And we anticipate can't promise anything. We anticipate three shows every week through the draft. Oh, probably yeah, through mid June I
5: would say. No. that's totally when we always that. do it,
3: Greg. Well, oh, okay, that's when we've done it every year. For Why would we be cutting for back? The entire
5: group. Why would we be cutting back all of a sudden? We're
0: going to be doing OTAs. All right, keep we're going to be back doing one Reg. of my um, mini camps. One of my earlier jobs in my career, a boss gave me that advice. He said, uh, "You know, under promise." Over deliver, Greg just over promised. Now we have nothing to do but just to hardcore deliver. Maybe it's good. Maybe that's your old boss. We're gonna do back. it. <laughs> <laughs> good pep- Hey, who am I? Get, who who am I to fight with NFL Networks, Greg Rosenthal? Now we've got to be very quiet. Up in the clearing, we have the incredibly rare NFL Networks, Greg Rosenthal. Oh. Oh, crap, you scared it away. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Who, who said that one, Sid?
6: Uh, that one's from Andrew Dahl from New York. At a dolly 27. <laughs> that was
0: great. <laughs> Even got your little sound effect in there, which I enjoyed. Um, uh-oh. Oh, my god! Breaking news this early in the show. What's going Breaking on? Breaking news before the news.
5: That's a first. Antonio Brown and the Pittsburgh Steelers have reached an agreement for Brown to be the highest paid wide receiver in football, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. $15 million plus
0: per year. And that makes a lot of sense, uh, right? I mean, there was some talk that he was getting on the nerves of people inside Pittsburgh. Uh, he had that issue with the Facebook Live posting and and some immaturity issues, perhaps. But the production speaks for itself. This guy has been the best wide receiver, Wes, in football, arguably. But statistically-wise, it's hard to argue it for, like, five years.
4: Yeah, you can certainly argue that Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in football. But like you said, statistically, Antonio Brown has set records over the past few years. He's been the most productive wide receiver in football. And, I mean, they, they all the, whatever the, the issues were with him and
3: some of this off-the-field stuff – they made it very clear earlier this month that they wanted him to retire along with Le'Veon Bell as a Steeler, and they made it work quick. Now, I mean, we talked about there's a, there's other wide receivers that we'll get into today that could hit the open market, and I wonder how long he'll be the, mo- the most highest Not long. Receiver. This is That's, why the Steelers are the Steelers. They're I, smart. Yeah. But what? Where, but isn't Antonio Brown's agents thinking why not wait a little bit for this? That's
0: a fair point. Yeah. You see why the, the timing of it definitely makes sense from Pittsburgh's
5: standpoint. From their side, yes. Right. I— I think, and we'll get into Alshon Jeffrey, but Ian Ian also reported that he's going to hit the free agent market, or he's expected to. And I I don't think there's any chance he doesn't top Antonio Brown. I I really think he's going to make more money than Antonio Brown. So if you're the Steelers who set a price on players and, and have been very good about that, I mean, remember when they let Mike Wallace go, and, uh, and eventually they gave his contract to Antonio Brown. Yeah, exactly. And and if Wallace had taken the lesser money, who knows what what would have happened. But they did not want to pay Wallace more. They let Antonio Brown go. They let Emmanuel Sanders go. They set a price here for Brown. They're saying, hey, you can make you the highest paid receiver in the league. You got to take it now. He's going to take it. Why not? You know, it's a it's a win-win. But I think the, the contracts are going to go crazy this offseason.
0: So there you go, right off the bat, breaking news on the Around the NFL podcast, a show sponsored, of course, uh, by Mr. Flames' economics class in The Hague, the Netherlands. And uh, in addition to the latest in the franchise tag uh, news, which the the deadline is fast approaching March 1st, which is just a few days from now, we'll talk about what else is going on in the news, and then uh, we will get to, and this is one of the big uh, releases every year uh, for Around the NFL, the free agency 101 uh Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal team up uh to break down the top 101 free agents saucy uh and that came out Monday morning hot off the presses so we'll talk about that uh but before we do that we already did some news but now we're going to do the rest uh so Sid let's do it It's coming it's
4: coming right for us It's already here
0: Ah uh, yes Bill Paxton passed away over the weekend, uh, age sixty-one. Great, a, a sneaky great career, Bill Paxton. Does anybody have a, a Bill Paxton favorite they want to throw out there or a project? I like Big Love. That was an HBO show that great in that. Star of great in that. that uh, I thought he he carried that movie well. Uh, but in True Lies, I would love. I walked. I talked to Sydney before the show about uh, what drop to use. That was from Twister, which was probably his most like well-known movie, but. And uh, True Lies, he has some amazing lines. Uh, he plays like a cheap used car salesman mm. that seduces Jamie Lee ca- uh, Curtis's character, and then gets his comeuppance at the hands of Arnold Schwarzenegger. But a lot of good movies.
3: Totally likable guy. Like I think he also is the kind of guy whenever he was in like a scene, he would take, he would steal the scene. He was a scene stealer. He didn't start as an actor either. I could see you, Mark,
0: as a scene stealer if you were. Can't in, even get on set in the Hollywood business.
3: <laughs> I. That's a total a what if. town. not even live in the same town. Couldn't be farther away.
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's start some news. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, tag time, tag talk, tag. You're it. Okay, that's how we'll get into the segment, all of the franchise (laughs) tags, some of the big names. And we'll start uh, with the biggest one. And he is a teammate of Antonio Brown. And this uh, came down shortly before we came upstairs to record today's podcast. Le'Veon Bell will not hit the open market. The team, uh, that being the Steelers, placed the exclusive franchise tag on the running back Monday. uh, According to Rap Sheet, the exclusive tag means he cannot negotiate with any other team. Uh, the Steelers later confirmed this news, uh, and that tag is expected to surpass 12 million for running backs this season. Greg, I feel like Le'Veon Bell is one of those special players, uh, and running backs don't get paid in the league. So 12 million dollars, and we assume they're going to try to hammer out a long-term deal. But if he plays under this tag, that is a great bargain, I think, for Le'Veon Bell, considering how important he is. Right? Well, for this year, it's a fair price. I mean, he's he's the high. He's going to be the highest
5: paid running back in the league maybe by a good amount, but the Steelers are using this exclusive tag sort of as a uh, an olive branch. Like, hey, we do value you. We could have easily put the $8 million tag on you, and you would have been on our team, and you would have been stuck with it. But really, they're, they're playing it smart. This is a guy who's had injuries, who's had suspension, and he's going to be playing for a one-year contract. And if he stays healthy and is Le'Veon Bell again, I'm sure he'll get a long-term deal next
4: year. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for them to find common ground on a long-term deal because I think Le'Veon Bell wants record-breaking money for a running back.
0: And he's 25 years old, but he's, he's hurt a lot. And right now he's rehabbing his way back from a groin injury that knocked, uh, knocked him out of the AFC Championship. We know the knee issues he's had. He had reconstructive surgery. And he's had some off-the-field issues. So it's not a home-run, no-doubt decision, you would think, for the Steelers. And, Greg, you said the uh, – if you could just clarify for the audience the difference between the $8 million tag and yes. the $12 million well, tag.
5: Well, the exclusive tag means no team can try to trade for him. And it's a higher number this year. It's $12 million for running backs and the non-exclusive tag, which is basically what everyone else gets in theory, other teams could try to trade for him and give up two first round picks. It would have been $8 million. I mean, Le'Veon Bell should think about whatever long-term, whatever the best long-term deal that they give him eventually this off season in terms of an offer, whether it's 25, 30 guaranteed and, you know, 10 or 11 a year, whatever, you should think about it because running back, you'd you hate to see a guy have a torn ACL and, like, lose that. I mean, it, it's
3: kind of like one in the hand or what? – what is
5: it? What is the phrase? One two in, hand, the two two in, in the bush? Two in the bush. I mean, that – I hate a, that phrase. That
3: also means nothing in today's society, whatever. I'm sure it had a very strong right. meaning at one point. That's like – Let's uh, kill it. Joe it's Thomas, over.
0: your boy, Mark, on the Browns, he was tweeting about – some of the questions he got asked at the combine in 2007, and one of them was, uh, "Would you look a gift horse in the mouth?" What? What? How do you answer that? I mean, back in 2007, that was probably
3: a very that made a lot of sense. That term, it's ten years <laughs> ago.
0: Anyway, in other franchise tag news, Chandler Jones, uh, who was traded from the Patriots to the Cardinals last year, uh, he has been fr- he has been hit with the franchise tag. He'll play under the linebacker tender, which is worth. Uh, $14.1 million for 2017. He did fulfill expectations, Chris Wessling, in his first year with Arizona, and you would think uh, the, the Cardinals do not want him out of the building either now or one year from
4: now. We knew this was coming. Bruce Arians told everyone in early January, we'll, we will place the tag on Chandler Jones if, if we don't reach an agreement. They had no intention of letting him hit the market after he and Marcus Golden teamed for more sacks than any other – uh, than any other duo in the league last season. So I think the the key thing with Arizona now is do all three of Calais Campbell, Kevin Minter, and Tony Jefferson hit the market now that uh, Chandler mm. Jones has the franchise tag?
5: Campbell, I think, is getting there. He's going to end up, by the time all these tag guys are taken off our list, he's going to be in our top five, if not our top three. And I think he wants to see that money.
0: Uh, In other news, Kwan Short, uh, the uh, Panthers standout, he also has been hit with the tag. The fifth-year defensive tackle will play under the tackle tender, uh, which is worth tackle tender talk. Tackle talks back. Tackle talks back. Worth roughly thirteen point six million in twenty seventeen. Mark Sessler, another expected move there.
3: Yeah, it's just a laundry list of completely expected franchise. It is. This is exactly the people that we thought, and they all. You know, they came today, and I think this makes sense for them. They've got a first rounder in Vernon Butler. Um, They've re signed Mario Addison, and star Lutaleli becomes a free agent next offseason. So you've at least got k Short uh, around for this season, which is more than you can say for the guy they franchised last year, Josh Norman. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I question if they would pursue, if they're truly going to pursue a long term deal with K1 Short. Um, I think he's a great player, but, you know, Gettleman sometimes does things differently. They get I almost feel like when they let Norman go, they have to they have
5: to get short signed. It I mean it it's on them to do it just because he's a young,
0: great player. Are he, you saying it would be short sighted? <laughs> Wants a lot of money. And by the way, Mark, uh I don't like to call out a colleague uh, on the pod, but it's actually pronounced Better not be me. Yeah, it's you. It's pronounced Star Lutal. Ah,
3: my bad. Thank you. Well that's your job to correct us in those situations.
0: You gotta hit that. Accent.
5: You know who was tagged? Wasn't Greg Hardy tagged by them two years ago? Well, two years Greg in a row Hardy, they've Josh had
3: Norman. franchise tag nonsense. This time I think it will be clean.
0: You know, you're, uh, you're a real human gutter ball if you are uh, unable to stay in the NFL with the amount of skill level Greg Hardy had. A little look back at a player that is no longer in the NFL. He was that bad a person that the NFL was able to overlook it and kick him out of the league. That's, that's quite an achievement.
3: By the way, also Fair someone uh, at some point that the shadowy league figures hoisted on us as an interview subject for the early incarnation of this show.
0: <laughs> that was before some of the, uh, the allegations. Well, or yes. Convictions it, no. or bench. Uh, bench decision. It was a messy time. The Greg Hardy era. Let's just move on from it. Uh, one more tag, a little more tag talk. JPP. Jason Pierre-Paul, uh the pass rusher for the New York Giants. Uh they put the tag. Did they put the tag on him last year too? They did sign him to a one year $10 million prove it deal. He proved it. So now the Giants are tagging him tagging him again and we'll see or tagging him for the first time. Somebody help me out here. Was he tagged? They last they year? did tag him 2 years ago. Okay, that's I'm sure I happened. I would guess he's
5: the first player in NFL history to be tagged twice. With a year apart in between, all with the same team. It yeah. seems, seems insane. When well, you fall off part of your hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, What happened history. there. But yeah. Yes.
0: But we'll see. I mean, he's going to get paid a lot of money, JPP. Uh, but will a deal get done? I think we saw enough uh, this year that the Giants would uh, want to get something done. And they don't have any problem spending a lot of money on pass rushers with mm. the Giants. There were
3: questions in years past if JPP was viewed Oh, is a little bit of a strange guy inside the team, inside team walls, and I, I maybe that's changed. I mean, if they show this much interest in him, but that was that was out there amongst some of the beat writers. What I mean, that, that was a weirdo. I, you know, there was just maybe some questions this about a headache.
0: JPP, the person. But this I, he employs I, Odell Beckham. If you want to talk about like kind of well, they draft teams.
3: right, and I but I mean Odell Beckham, you, you what are you going to do? Let him walk across town to the Jets? I don't think so. I mean
5: the the Sounds money crazy. the money's crazy, but it's the same per year that that Vernon got, and I think it's a big trend in this free agent cycle and generally in the NFL. I don't think teams are going to mind paying huge dollars on one year contracts or two year contracts in some cases. Like fine, we'll love to play you you know 17 20 million dollars a year but they don't want to give the long term money
3: out. and none of these deals these 5 year deals really aren't 5 year deals right. to begin with so they're just maybe it's a more of an honest approach
0: all right so some of these uh mark you weren't impressed you said these were expected whatever
3: it's not that i'm not impressed i think that <laughs> even in even weeks ago in articles you know outlining who would be tagged tag I think primer it's baby sort of like 6 for 6 at this
0: point all so all right so here's something that surprise some people surprised me at least the bears not expected to franchise tag Al Alshon Jeffrey, uh, their standout wide receiver, that according to uh, Ian Rappaport, he reported Monday they aren't expected to put the tag on him. He played under the tag in 2016, earning $14.6 million, uh, and the Bears uh, were given a decision to tag him again, which would put him at $17.5 million as a starting point or at least a locked-in one-year salary. Uh, But they apparently aren't going to do that. And, uh, you know, Wes, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, is maybe a guy with some red flags because he's had injury issues, uh, but he's young. He's in his mid-20s. He's proven in the past that he could be as good as anybody when he's healthy. The Bears are in a rebuild slash got to make progress year with their current regime. Don't you want him in the
4: building? It's quite the conundrum for the Bears. You're talking about a guy who has had many injury issues, Uh, has not always played in shape, in football shape, was suspended last year, and yet if you let Alshon Jeffrey go and he becomes the highest paid wide receiver in football, who do you replace him with? The guy you drafted two years ago, Kevin White, has been so far an unmitigated bust. Even when he was healthy last season, he wasn't playing that well, so – who is? I I know Cameron Meredith played well with Matt Barkley down the stretch, but I don't think anyone considers him a number one receiver. I, I think that you you really have a, a bare bones wide receiver core now.
5: They're just listening to you talk. They got to be high on the list of teams that'll be signing free agents. So I think they'll end up replacing Jeffrey with someone that's not seventeen million, but maybe it's ten million, Deshaun Jackson or who you know Kenny. Britt or Kenny, whoever it's gonna be, I think they're gonna end up having to spend some money it, at, at wide receiver. To me, it points to they probably
0: don't have a high opinion of him.
3: Inside exactly. The I mean, they they're the team more than anyone that knows his highs and also his baggage. And and a lot of times we don't even know what a lot of that stuff is. It's it's also maybe just the 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 price point I mean, the for price someone is- that's not. He's play, He's played twenty games over two seasons. And the PED suspension
5: after getting hurt, like that combination, and they, you know, when he got suspended this year, John Fox had no forgiveness for him publicly. He basically didn't so buy July. either. Either didn't buy Jeffrey's excuse, or he just said that's not good enough and kind of called him out for it.
0: Uh, he's gonna get some
5: cash though, Bucks. I don't know who who signs him. Do Jeff- you think
3: he get? I mean, the the bu- is he does he no, fit maybe on the not Bucks? the Bucks.
0: Do you think he surpassed Eagles. Uh, Titans. Titans. Wouldn't Titan, surprise me if they finally it. get a big receiver. Titans would make some sense. Do you think he could surpass Antonio Brown money, which we don't know exactly yet, so maybe that's a bad question. But do you think he's a guy that could get paid to the point where a guy with that many question marks is the highest paid receiver in the league?
4: Timing is everything. Nobody was ready to believe that and Sue would be paid more than J.J. Watt, but once you have right. multiple teams bidding on you, that's when people get paid. And all this cap speed, it's, it's
5: tricky because this Brown almost hurts Jeffrey's chances of – I think he would have made 16, 17 a year. Like if JPP's making 17 a year, I'll on Jeffrey. You're like That's
3: a going rate for a high-level free agent right now. I don't now. like the trend of now that we all have money – Let's start spending it egregiously on players that have issues. I mean, it was a couple of years ago that we were talking about Alteron Werner getting paid major cash, and the guy's on the street. It's like I, I, some of this stuff, at the free agency period every
4: year, it's like, slow down, please. But well, the best teams aren't involved in it outside the Broncos. None of the model franchises are, are going out and writing checks for free agents. Yeah, he's got, the, he's
5: got the red flags, but he's also, if he was in the draft – and you're just not talking about the red flag. I mean, he's he's maybe the number you know one pick or number two or three pick. Again, you, you basically know point. you get the all-pro, all right.
3: And you get him for four years at an affordable cost. It's like you're this is a major investment in a player with, you know, overt and maybe covert
0: question marks. Covert. Covert. Take well, it
3: there. Take it there. They kind of fit together.
0: Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, out of tag talk. We're still ta- tackle talk. Well, not technically a tackle. He's a center, but he's on an offensive line. Uh, and But it won't be the offensive line of the New York Jets because Nick, Nick Mangold, after uh, 11 fine seasons uh, in New York, was let go, uh, released on Friday, which was the latest uh, indication yet that the Jets are in a full-blown uh, rebuild mode because uh, Mangold is old but not ancient. He's 33 and has always played at a high level. Uh, this past year, the injuries and an ankle injury, which is pretty serious as it turned out. kind of messed up his season this year. Uh, But the Jets continue to move away and clear salary because they had one of the more kind of messed up situations is that the Jets, despite having a roster not filled with talent, had one of the more bloated salary caps, and they had to do something about that. So it leads to tough decisions, including goodbye to Nick Mangold. Uh, We'll get to him a little later in the top 101 Mm. list Uh, because I do have a question about – uh, where he ended up ranking uh, but I think it would be good we haven't heard from him in a while uh I talked to my dad briefly uh Keith hands us about the jets and where where their offseason is going so Sid why don't we check back in uh with my dad <laughs> The release of Mangold is a a terrible move, I think, for the Jets at this time. I know they're trying to reduce the cap space, but I still think he's a a leader. And I I was uh, against that move. Uh, So we'll see how that all plays out because their offensive line is in bad shape. Um, Revis, I think they should uh, eliminate him at this point. (laughs) Eliminate him! I think uh, his... Uh, play from last year was terrible and uh, we'll see what happens the quarterback that still still seems to be i think a trade has to be done okay we can't go with the guys we have right now so that's it thanks listen mark when i say we're heading toward the corner you listen to my dad's voice not a lot of time not a, th- a lot of things to be excited about right now
3: well listen there are a lot of corners he's on the second corner right now <laughs> he ain't taking my corner but i he said he nailed one thing you look at you look at new york's depth chart along the offensive line. It was bad last year. It they absolutely need to address it in every way they can.
0: They have they both their guards three are signed. starters. They have two guards uh, and everything else is undecided and that was a great draft. I think it was a Tannenbaum draft. Uh they got Mangold and Brick Ferguson in the same uh round. Uh now both those guys are out the door. Can't,
5: uh, you can't keep Nick Mangold at 9 million dollars yep. coming off missing half a season not playing not playing well in the half or the same level that he played. I'm sure they tried to get him to take a PECA and I'm sure he's at the point of his career that he's interested in looking to see what else is out there and who can
0: blame him. Yeah, I I don't disagree with the move and I I wish him the best because he was one of my favorite Jets. Uh, Moving on, this is interesting. Ravens safety, Matt Elam, a former first-round pick uh, in 2013, Uh, was arrested on three drug-related charges early Sunday morning in Miami. Uh, Elam was booked at 3.45 a.m. on charges of possession of more than 20 grams of marijuana, possession with intent to sell or deliver, and possession of controlled substance. He's being held on a $15,500 bond. Uh, He was initially pulled over for reckless driving. Well, I mean, uh, this guy's a rich man, I would think, for a first-round pick even after. He's just hitting free agency now. What are you doing? Come
4: back to us, Matt. How much is that? I don't know how grams are. That's what is a gram?
0: How it, much is it? That's, that's
4: it? more than a quarter pound of. That's meat. a lot. Oh, It's Matt. a lot. It's insane. Oh, what Matt! You, you've come back to us, Matt.
3: This it's is a, intent to sell. He's not going to just do it all. 2017.
5: Well, I don't know. Well, what's I, worse, in theory? In theory I, I no, I'm not it, saying that's uh, any better. Uh, but well, I, I, I saw some things on Twitter. People don't, you know, understand metric measurements. They're like, well, he's trying to be the new Sam Hurd. No. Sam Hurd was, Sam like, trying Hurt. to be Marlowe from The Wire. He was, like, a kingpin. This is just, like, this sounds more like I'm going to have a lot to bring for all my friends at a party. Like, there's no reason he should be carrying around this much when you've got that much money at stake. Matt,
3: I don't know. Well, and the Ravens have basically oh, said, not in our plans for next <laughs> season, right. which is not, at this point, not a surprise. He's also been a disappointment as a player.
0: Have that ever, is not in our plans for the 2017 Raiders. I've
5: never heard of a statement about a guy who is technically a free agent. They just – that's just like – Well,
0: because
3: you, this is a team that's a couple years removed. People – you know, it's, it's not it's, – the stink isn't on them as much today, but they're a couple mo- years removed from a massive PR disaster with an off-the-field-issued mm. laden player, and they're probably as quick as they can be to get rid of this.
0: Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if it was 21 grams? because there was that movie?
3: Yeah, I mean to a very small that was a group of people that would rec- would get that connection. Yeah. That was a different that was a different
5: substance, you know, twenty one grams. But yeah.
0: What was that booger sugar? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Essentially. <laughs>
0: uh let's see, what else? Let's get through the rest of this news. Uh Rob Gronkowski, summer of Bron- uh Gronk getting off to an early start. For whatever reason he was at the Daytona five hundred uh as a sideline reporter. Why not? Uh, And this is how it played out. They, They cut to Gronk, who was with a gaggle of what they were Monster Energy Girls, they were called. Let's hear how that exchange went with Rob Gronkowski.
4: Gronk, what do you got down that uh, yeah, way? what's
0: up? We got another hey, monster How's energy girl right here. We got Ashley. I did a photo shoot with her. She's the best. Hey, Ashley, what's your favorite speed limit out there? I hope it's somewhere around 70 or something. What is it?
6: I am hardcore. I like to go as fast as possible.
0: Ooh, I like that answer. Back to
4: you, Mike. You didn't, you're looking confused, Greg. What's the closest number to 70? I'm not confused. I get the terrible oh, okay.
5: joke i'm confused why they would put gronkowski in a position to try to be funny it was just terrible do you
0: pick. think he was fed that or do you think, he, no, I think like he, he made, loves 69 so i think much. he
4: thought that that was an amazing joke yes i agree i think he thought that that's what my face was, was i don't about, think though.
0: he slept at night either because he's like ashley like we, you know we did a photo shoot together how could she let me down in a big spot
3: I have no words for what we've just listened to.
0: (laughs) And finally, uh, Mark, you had no words there, but I'm going to need some words from you here because you are, uh, you are paid by the NFL as an analyst. uh, So people come to you for the information. The Green Bay Packers uh, have announced their coaching staff uh, for the 2017 season. And David Rye, has been appointed the team's offensive per- perimeter coach. Uh, for the fans out there, the layman, can you break down what an offensive perimeter coach does? Mm.
3: Very excited about this signing. Uh, I think it's a big, it's a new frontier for the Packers. Chris, I would re- like to hear why you, th- what you think he'll be. Doing. <laughs> wow, I think a- he'll oh. be
4: monitoring the perimeter.
0: That was like Warren Beatty like passing it off to Faye Dunaway uh, because he knew th- that the Oscar situation uh, was fubar. Mm. That was you just did the same thing. You're Warren Beatty. Congratulations! So the
4: well, perimeter is everything outside the numbers, right? So before, I mean, it actually—it's what is it? A spread offensive coordinator on some? No, now you can't—you I mean,
0: can't jump back in now. If you, I can past. do whatever if I want to do. About how about it? that? Sit
3: down. If you think about it,
5: <laughs> it's a genius move. Good for you. <laughs> Why is it a genius move? Well, Greg? for for decades, almost, you know, century almost. Every you know, we've only been worried about the interior. They're the first coach to say, "No, let's have a coach out there on the perimeter."
3: I know we're going to get that part. I of the think it's settled. probably like someone needed, a, you know, Mike McCarthy's got a lot of friends out there. Someone's like, I need a job. He's like, oh yeah, we'll get you a job. And they'll come up with a very fancy name for getting this fellow on the payroll.
0: So <laughs> that's one way to look at it.
3: I mean, no, nobody Dave can Rye. explain what it is. So
0: Well, he's been with the Packers for three years. Uh, well, you've ascended into this role. He spent the 2014-15 season as a coaching administrator. In 2016, as an assistant offensive line coach. So, obviously, the man mm. has a really good uh, football pedigree to be able to be offensive line. What's more interior right? right. than the offensive line? Isn't, and now he's moving out to the perimeter.
4: Mm. Isn't that the inverse of the perimeter? Yeah. The interior.
5: It's Well, he knows the enemy. <laughs> it's yeah. Maybe it's a little bit like the NBA. You know, everything in the NBA is all about three-point shooting, the perimeter. Packers thinking money ball, perimeter.
0: Mm. Money analysis, Greg.
3: Huge stretch.
0: All right. Enough of that. That's what's happening in the news. Now, now that's what I really want to get to is the, the centerpiece of today's show because Wesson and, and Greg, the scientists, every year they get together and they they put their heads together and they deliver something that the, the football cognoscenti gets excited about. It is... Free agency. One. Oh. One.
4: Sell it, baby.
0: <laughs> the two of you uh work up a list of a hundred and one or a little bit more, and then you have um someone, I, I, an underling perhaps, take those two uh lists Combine them into one to make your your free agency one on one, and this is how you know, Mark. And Mark, I want you involved in the segment too. I know this is about these two scientists, we'll say. Uh, but we definitely should have a voice in the room here, and I need I need your support. You know, I'll support you. <laughs> this is why you know that the the scientists have have gotten a little bit of juice uh, within the 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 universe of the football cognoscenti. It's because. <laughs> Uh, people write articles about the the free agency 101. Different mm. team websites pops up here and there. Maybe ESPN a uh, uh, beat writer. Oh, this is three Indianapolis Colts were on the NFL.com top 101. You guys, that was that sweat equity that you guys have poured into this over sweat several equity. years, and now it's paying off in a big spot.
4: I hope sweat equity replaces optics is the new buzzword. I mean, it paid off with that intro
5: that you beautifully timed. That's when it all felt like it came to fruition. I, think,
4: I would
0: say I timed it. I don't think it timed beautifully at all, but, uh, so here we are. And, and Mark and I are here as well, uh, to, to almost to keep you guys. First of all, keep your egos in check because you guys are probably Good luck with that flying, flying high right now with all this press you're getting. Uh, <laughs> But uh, what we're going to do is we're going break to break down this list. And if you're listening at home, uh, if you're driving, uh, don't do this. But if you're you know, <laughs> sitting on the train uh, or you're sitting in the back seat of a carpool situation or if you're laying on your couch, nude potentially, get your laptop out or your portable uh, uh, device and pull up the Top 101. Oh, wow. Cars, which yeah. you can find at NFL.com slash top free agents. Eh, not the best vanity URL. Top free agents. That's a new one. Yeah, yeah.
5: I wouldn't call that the best vanity. You, you know, these are out of these decisions are. I trust in the who did make that executives decision? making them. It was it was not an underling, by the way. You know, putting oh, together was it? these rankings. It's uh, you know most of this room's editor Ali Bonpuri.
0: Yeah, Ali. Smash the up. does great work with the original content team here at NFL Media. It's
3: called by you and underling.
0: I wasn't aware until. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. I thought there was. Yeah, that would seem <laughs> wrong of
0: you. Hopefully nobody remembers that about an hour before the show. I said, Ali, did you, do you know who actually tabulated this? And he's like, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, Ali, I love you. Um, here we go. I think the best way to go through this. First of all, let's just... Uh, we'll check out the top ten. I'm just curious the top ten, and then we'll kind of break it down. And and the, well, it's here- been blown to slum- smithereens from these franchise tags already. All right. But so who, as you predicted, who is who? All right. Let's in terms of who is still there. Let's even draw it out to 15 or so. Who is not going to be affected by the franchise tag situation right. most likely as of the taping of this podcast?
5: Well, it, assuming Eric Barry and Kirk Cousins get tagged, you know they would be on top of the list right now. But assuming they get tagged. The top of the list is going to be Alshon Jeffrey, I think, at number
0: one. Who was number one last year when the dust settled or cleared? Was it Malik Jackson? I think it was Malik Jackson. Alshon's who did I the like most. Alshon
5: better. Yeah, definitely buzzier.
4: Campbell will be a big name.
5: Brandon Williams, who I don't think is going to get tagged, uh, is number three. I think could get snacks type of money. Then uh, a couple guys, Melvin Ingram, I think will get tagged. Sounds like from Rap Sheet, JPP got tagged. Dante Hightower, we have to see how the Patriots handle him. I think he'll get out there. Maybe he gets the transition tag, which means he can sign a contract with, with another team. Then you got A.J. Bouye of the Texans at cornerback, Stephon Gilmore, Kevin Zeitler, Bengals guards. It's already getting
0: in the weeds here. And, you know. Jermaine uh, Johnson. Jumping around. Terrell Pryor. T.P.'s there. He'll probably get tagged, you would think. Yeah. Um, Or maybe not.
3: I don't think so. Mm, Sounds like that's not happening.
0: Uh, And one jumping around a little bit here, but we talked about Kenny Stills before the show. uh, When we're talking about the kind of like what is what is the vibe right now around the idea of free agency in this league, and why and how does Kenny Stills kind of stand in as someone as someone that kind of personifies what's going on right now?
4: This is something that Greg has been talking about for a few days now. That free everyone's got used to be that if you have fifteen to twenty million in salary cap. That was a lot of salary cap space. You were gonna be a big player in free agency, maybe control things. Now everybody's got that much money. Some teams have sixty to seven million sixty to seventy million. The Browns, I think, have a hundred million. Everybody's got money to spend, and when you hear the Miami Herald report that Kenny Stills has a twelve million dollar a year market, it's crazy. Wow. Twelve million dollars a year for a number three receiver who is coming off a career year from a touchdown point of view. But I don't think anybody, Kenny Stills is nobody's idea of a of an ideal deep threat. Well, a guy that the, and I think
5: he has potential, like as a good role player, maybe a number two receiver, but a guy that the Saints essentially gave up on and, you know, is coming off, I guess, his best season, which had 726 yards. That's why this Antonio Brown signing, I think they saw the Alshon Jeffrey move, you know, getting to free agency and, the, you know, these reports are out there about Kenny Stills, and it's like, we better sign Antonio Brown quick before things get crazy because the amount of money, you said it, People get worked up about who has the most cap. Room. What's the difference between 40 million and 80 million? You got enough. More than half the league has more than 35 million, and that's before some of these roster cuts and everything that's going to go on in the next week in terms of, you know, saving some room and moving money around. Like there's more than enough. Teams can it, pay who they want. Like just about like 20 teams can do what they doesn't want.
0: Doesn't that kind of on some level I don't want to say cheap in the salary cap, but the cap uh, for well-disciplined teams, it works in their favor because they know how to play the game. But well, there's so much in money now, and the cap keeps on going up and up and up. Uh, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of like having like the Browns last year? We're gonna clear salary cap. We're gonna start over, and they have a lot of money, but. That it's maybe not as valuable because even teams that didn't have the same outlook can spend on X, Y, and Z.
3: It's crazy because a year ago, and I mean, bad teams struggle to re-sign their own players if they want to get to market and go somewhere and win along with make a lot of money. So that's a separate challenge. But it was a year ago that teams like Cleveland were saying, oh, well, we're not going to invest in our own free agents. We're clearing cap room. And it feels 365 days later like a completely... That's gone. I don't know how many more teams, if this continues, are going to even have to think that way. There's an excess of cash, and it's going to lead to players being completely overpaid. Well, and it's it, not good for football. Well,
4: what is? I that? don't think. It's what good is for those, it's it's good, good for the for players? It's good for the players, but I mean, if they don't get that money,
5: it goes to the owner. <laughs> right. Like, I don't have any problem with them making a lot. What it does is, I think, keep. It's going to make this free agent period every year get more and more boring. And I think we're seeing that. This is not a great list. At the top it's fine. I think the top 25 is not too different than normal, but it got it got bad in a hurry in terms of finding starters because you got to you got to spend that money and the teams are going to spend that money in June and July and August on their own players. Like who can the Jets find to pay? Do they have some people on their roster they can pay?
3: Whoever it is, just pay him. Start paying You don't have to make those tough decisions where it's like, "Wow, this name got released and we're all stunned by it." There's going to be a lot less of that.
0: I mean, the draft is uh, so important because if you now – if teams can pay their own guys, they keep them on their team. And it's not like the – Maybe before free agency, a, team, a player got stuck with a team forever, and it, and they kind of got screwed because of, they're getting paid. So in a way, everybody kind of wins because the team right. uh, is keeping their guys and able to spend money, and the guys are getting paid. So maybe the NFL has it right, and maybe all that talk about the players got banged by the latest CBA that doesn't mm. seem uh, like something that's a big story anymore. Uh, you know, a few points here and there going in the side of the owners, but they're getting paid here. Maybe the Giants. I mean, it worked because the Giants
5: signed good players that fit their system. But maybe they knew what they were doing last year when a, a handful of quality starter type of guys got out there. Maybe they just got lucky. Maybe and it they, was purely desperation. Sure, and they just signed the but right it worked. They, they were they, trying to save jobs. They, I mean, that general yeah. They to paid a, a premium, and I think those deals now don't look so crazy. And I think it was smart because that that quality of player, there's even fewer of them this year. Think about the Raiders. Like the Raiders were the team that was in ultimate cap hell just two or three years ago. And now they have, what, $45 million? I mean, they they have all the room they could
0: use. All right. So let's go. You know, why don't we do this? Hey, let's go down to the lab. Oh, wow. Open the door. Let's go down there. Here we are. We're in the lab. Out in the lab. trade lab. Listen, you guys have a lot of Bunsen burners, uh, uh, a lot of beakers. There's a a phone in there ringing off the hook
4: for some reason. It's an old rotary phone.
0: Yeah. This is where Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal do do their work. And I I have some questions. Okay. And and, and, uh, you guys can answer to them. Uh, And here's the first one. And I found this interesting because I have in my hands, I was given permission to look at both of your lists and uh, where you guys differed. I was curious what some players where you guys really differed. The most amazing thing to me was, especially if you look in the top 25, you guys are really in the same ballpark, and you do these independently. Uh, Some You guys had exact hits, guys like uh, A.J. Bouye, uh, both at number 12, Clayus Campbell's at 7 and 8, Alshon Jeffrey is at 6 and 8, JPP, 11 and 10. You guys are in the ballpark, but not at all of them. The good players we pretty much agreed on, the top 20, 25 players more. Yeah,
4: it's the bad players where we disagree. <laughs> this one kind
0: of hits, and this hits at um, what a lot of people thought was really harsh criticism from West directed at Greg about – A lot of a people Quarterback. That. Streets were talking. Streets talking about quarterback uh, judgment because mm. uh, there are two quarterbacks, and I'll start with Mike Lennon, uh, who Greg had just outside his top 25 – and I guess might end up in the top 25 when all these things shake out with the franchise tags at 26. Uh, Wessling had him all the way at 64, and I think, Reg, we've talked about it a little bit, but you think, Glennon, to be a 26, that is uh, somebody that is a, a starter, you would think, on a team in 2017. Has a good chance to start, yeah. I think
5: quarterback gets a bump, there's no doubt, because it's the most valuable position. So like, let's look at the guys who are around 26 on our list. Uh, Riley Reef, not anyone's, you know, vision of an all-pro tackle. Zach Brown, a guy who we couldn't have cared less about a year ago at this time. Larry Warford. I mean, these are not, like, superstar players. There's guys that you think... has
0: the jerseys of both of them.
5: (laughs) These are guys you think they can come in and maybe be a solid starter. Mike Glennon showed a lot of potential, I thought, in his first two years. And I watched every one of his snaps back then i remember his rookie year i went back to where did he end up in the year end qb index where i'm watching every play i'm grading it he was he was the 21st 22nd ranked quarterback as a rookie with some terrible offensive coordinators i thought he showed something some anticipation some accuracy some a uh, big arm if you've got a guy who can could possibly be a starting quarterback i don't think it's crazy to put him that high
0: As Wes, I mean, Mark, you and I both have skin in the game with uh, uh, needing a quarterback. Would you mind having uh, Glennon as a hold-the-fort type guy?
3: I would not mind giving someone like Mike Glennon a tryout. I'm talking – I'm rooting for a team that's not had good quarterback play in about a quarter of a, de- a century, so why not? But I, I, I'd i have him somewhere in between where, where Wes and Greg do. Uh, I, I would say this, though, that – There's been very little buzz around Mike Glennon compared to what was an annual right around this time for three or four years in a row where Mike Glennon was dangled as trade bait. Makes
0: sense. Every draft disappeared for two years. I mean, he really did. James Winston got drafted. And he wasn't as
3: to be
5: fair. He wasn't as good in his second year. Now, granted, he was on his third coordinator in two years, which is tough for any young quarterback, including Jeff Tedford, who like left after two games, and Marcus Arroyo, who's barely in the league, and Mike Sullivan, who's never probably never going to get a coordinator job. It was a tough situation, and he didn't play that great in his second season, which, which I
4: think is partly what sticks in Wes's craw. Well, bad quarterbacks are easy to find. That's why I didn't rank him high, and he's a bad quarterback. You can take any film of any quarterback in the NFL and find a game or two here and there where he impressed It well, That was a season, though, a rookie season. It was like A rookie starts. season in which, in which he finished dead last in drive success percentage in the NFL. And this is a thing that we have disagreed over the years. I don't like quarterbacks who don't move the sticks consistently. Mike Glennon moves the sticks as inconsistently as any quarterback I've seen in the past few years. To me, he's a rich man, Zach Mettenberger, and I, I don't want that. I'd rather have Brian Hoyer who can move an offense. Mm. He's definitely riskier. You're right.
5: I'm giving a lot to potential. He, over those two years combined, he was ranked 19th in QBR. So it's not like I'm crazy out on a limb here with Glennon. And, like, we look at some of the other guys on this list. It's like I get these the- are guys that weren't that good. Like you had Matt Khalil and Mike Remmers <laughs> – you know, 50 and 51 on your list. I had them much.
4: Those guys were terrible tackles for this. Well, Mike Remmers is a right tackle who was forced to play out of position at left tackle, and I think a lot of people disparage him because Von Miller destroyed him in the Super right. Bowl. But he was a quality right tackle in 2015 season. All I mean
5: is, like, these are guys, these are guys who have had some big-time struggles at tackle. I'm going to give Glennon a little chance. I think he should be excited I mean, if the Jets get Glennon. It I depends mean, on the price. Like,
0: he doesn't pass the look test. That's true. No, there's a His much mobility problem. is a problem. His there's mo- a much more radioactive
3: quarterback ranking if you click into their individual <laughs> rankings that I simply cannot get on board
0: with. Tell me who it is. I
3: don't want to drive too deep. I mean, we've I you know we can go through okay. the through 20, but you know I, I know. I, it well, is. it's you have Greg. You have Geno Smith at number sixty-five, and
4: I know that I know that you like Geno Smith and that you see promise in him. <laughs> Wes, he's not even on you anywhere in your. I, I was we're not even tempted. I ranked one hundred and twenty-five. If I ranked two hundred, I wouldn't have put Geno Smith on there. He's a bad football player. And I think you'd have to ignore what Geno Smith has been in the locker room too
3: to think exactly. sixty-five. Too. I just would like to know your reasoning. Is it potential again?
5: I I don't think his tape is that bad as a pro. And yes, quarterbacks get, uh, especially young quarterbacks, get a little bit of a bump. You know, when Still we're ta- on this hill, huh? We're we're talking about sixty. Like this is where Cordarell Patterson is, who's a special teamer. This is use, where Nick. I bent- can use him. Right. I I don't think. It's that crazy to think of Geno Smith as a quality backup with some potential.
4: I don't want Geno Smith in my locker room.
5: He had 6.9 yards per attempt in his career. We haven't seen him in two years. The last time we saw him, he played very well for a month. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm hanging on to too much of that, but I really think the New York media stink and all the off-field stuff is on him in a way that it wouldn't be if he was
3: just on have, some other team. You have him higher than Brian Hoyer. I would take Hoyer over Geno I, Smith.
0: I would take Hoyer over Geno Smith, too. In fact, that could end up happening with the Jets this year where they kind of swap. them. And things. he ends up higher. Here's this is checks thing.
5: and balances. It's like the government. It works out this well.
0: I knew Wes wasn't going to rank, him, G- so maybe you juice him up a little bit.
3: Oh, that's what happened.
0: The problem with Geno Smith, by the way, is that, yes, he's flashed moments, but he's also games. More than month. Let's not go crazy here, though. He's a, a turnover machine. Turnover machine, who has had some issues in the locker room, and he's a quarterback. You don't want a quarterback with some locker room pop to him.
4: But he's like Jay Cutler East, I
0: have
5: I have a hard time with that stuff. I wish we knew more. Like we don't know. I think there's a lot of Four quarterbacks years, that we don't know about. Maybe Hoy- Hoyer might be on that list that doesn't have the greatest reputation, and a lot of quarterbacks that get maligned that actually their teammates like. And Frank and we don't know because we're just here. Like. Uh, we're All well, quarterbacks well, have been punched I'm, out I'm, yeah, i am, what,
3: what we do know is more you. than a lot of other quarterbacks are bringing to the table in a negative way.
5: I think he worked. I, I will say, I think he lands in the right spot ultimately. Like, I'm fine that he's eight, 89 on
0: the list. You know, checks and balances. See, just, I mean, since you brought it up, I will say when he did get his jaw broken by a teammate, which, again, is a thing that happened, the, really the only person that came to just, his defense was Brandon Marshall. That said so much. Brandon
4: Marshall comes to everyone's defense.
0: All right. Let's move on. All right. Here we go. So everybody's going to get paid. Uh, especially you would think in the top 20, 30. I mean,
5: if you watch the NFL Network today, Uh-oh. Tino Smith had five minutes
0: <laughs> on the NFL Network. He's a hot ticket. Don't still, give up. Still trying to piece that it's together. Hot
5: ticket. Uh, what, like Charlie Casserly said, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: hey, that boy's uh he's a hot ticket. <laughs> Everybody's going to get paid, uh, <laughs> uh, definitely in the higher reaches of this list. But uh, what player, uh, gentlemen, and, and Mark uh, as well, uh, do you think will get paid in the team? We'll regret that, that mm. they gave, gave out bundles of cash. Mm. A guy that has the possibility, even though you put him kind of in a good spot on this list, the top 50 or so, jumps out to you as a potential bust candidate as a sign. Mm. Good question.
5: One that pops to my head just because I've seen the report. Well, Kenny Stills, first of all, if he gets $12 million a year. But I like Nick Farrelly. I think I pushed pretty hard for Nick Fairley to be higher on this list last year. And he came through with a good season. If he's getting ten million dollars a year, which I read about in one New Orleans report on a multi year contract, I think that's a time that's a player you'd be a little worried about giving that sort of guarantee. I think he's a good player, but that, that's one where you could see him getting overpaid.
4: I don't know what to do with Nick Fairley. I thought he was fatter than ever last year and he was better than ever. Right. He had his best season at his fattest. What are you gonna do with him? So yeah.
5: He's I mean. one of those guys Like it's value, you know what I mean? Like, you get them on the year that they're cheap. I don't want them on the year they're expensive.
3: I, I think there's risk to Terrell Pryor. Mm. I mean, we, I, you know, a lot – he showed a lot last year, and there's no taking away from his – the commitment he put into switching positions, which is so hard to do, and to play at the level he did for much of it. But when the, if you're going to hand out a multi-year lucrative contract – it's to a player that does that has as short of a track record at wide receiver as anyone that could get a multi-year deal and be ranked this high on this list.
0: My, my counterpoint to that is he gave some really good cornerbacks fits last year, a 1,000-yard season, and he's still kind of finding his way. You might be able to get him at a good value if you truly believe he could become an all-pro type if guy. He, if he
3: reaches his peak, yes, and then it's just I, I, I think he's a mystery player. We don't know that it's going to translate two, three
0: seasons from now. I got one for you. And you have at number thirteen on this list, Stephon Gilmore, uh, the Bills. Who, you know, he has a, a he's a name brand, but is he a guy that you want to if you pay Stephon Gilmore big money in this free agency market, he's going to be probably what in the top five cornerbacks in the league. Probably. And is that a good value buy?
4: He's been inconsistent. When when Rex Ryan got in Buffalo, when he landed there, he immediately singled out. Stephon Gilmore as a lockdown cornerback, one of those guys who can trail wide receivers around the field. And I know Rex' system places a lot of responsibility on cornerbacks, but he got exploited at times last year. I think he even got benched at one point. Yep, Stephon Gilmore did not play well all last season. I I thought he was much better the year before. So it, it depends who you're getting, but he's got the tools. I think people maybe are a little too worried about AJ Bouye and Gilmore might be the more risky sign. Bouye we-
0: you have at uh 12.
4: And we that that was one
5: where we differed very slightly. I think I put Gilmore one spot ahead of Bouye just cuz I
4: do, I do when I'm Can doing We settle the- this
5: Bouye or Bouye? Bouye. AJ Bouye. It's
4: important. I have no conviction in my pronunciation.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll we'll defer to <laughs> Bouye. Pretty sure. But Go ahead. That's what I heard. Just want to make sure we got that settled.
4: I try to look at yeah, I think sometimes we
5: do this and free agency happens. GMs, you get paid off the previous year. But try to think about three years. I mean, this is this is a guy who's put up a lot of good film in his career, Stephon Gilmore. So I wouldn't be that worried about paying him. I'd be more worried about the one-year guys. Like, Tony Jefferson was a great player for the Cardinals. You know who else was great? Like, DJ Swearinger, who's been kicking around the league playing safety for the Cardinals. He, he kind of came out of nowhere, not a huge physical specimen. And because teams need safety so bad, like he could get a monster contract. He he pops the mind.
0: In this same conversation on the Simmons podcast with Lombardi, Lombardi would call him like R.J. Booyah. It would just it would just keep rolling.
4: <laughs> Booyah, I, I get what you're saying. He also seems like he could be a guy who's an ascendant talent. Yeah. And, and still has room to improve. I, I think he's a guy who works really hard. I
5: think they're both great. I had them in the, both in the top 12 overall, just trying to pick between one between the other.
0: Well, cornerback is, is one of the key positions, obviously. In football, here's a question. What are, in free agency, when we look at this list, what are positions of strength where you, there's a lot mm-hmm. of depth uh, where you can get value, and there's there's a list to go down. If you miss this guy, you can still get this guy or this guy. And uh, on the flip side, what are positions that are are, are really light? I know offensive line is one of them.
4: You cannot get you can't get good tackles. It's it's very hard, but you can get good guards. Kevin Zeitler of the Bengals is a good guard. T.J. Lang of the Packers. Uh, you've got who's the guy from the Larry Warford from the Lions. You've got good guards, and I think defensive tackle is a strong. Brandon Williams, Don Terry Poe, and Jonathan Hankins is really good for the Giants, too. I think if you want a, a run stuffy defensive tackle, this is, this is the year for you. He's going to be hard to keep, too, now that I
5: think of them paying all that money to JPP. They're paying it to Snacks. Can you pay all four guys on your line more than $12 million? Alan per?
4: Branch, too, from the Patriots, who was the monstrous guy in the middle of their defensive line that hasn't allowed a 90-yard rusher in a long time.
3: I don't get the Bengals allowing Kevin Zeitler just either. to float away because that, to me, if you want to flip side and look at value type of guys, I think if you pay him what the market is for a very solid guard, you're going to get years of good play out of him. That's the kind of guy that you want to get in free agency if in, in my book. It's weird. They have this kind of M.O. that they don't pay guards. Like,
5: that's just what they do. That They don't, they didn't pay Eric Steinbach. They didn't pay Bobby Williams. Those are two guys I can think of that, that left. For whatever reason, that's kind of just... What they do.
4: Well, I think after watching uh, Obouye, the other like yeah. try attacks. to play tackle last so, year, maybe yeah. they have to move him inside the guard.
5: Daniel Jeremiah, your buddy, move the boy. sticks, Dan. Yeah. He says this is a terrible tackle class, and so that's a that's a trouble. Like, everyone needs an offensive tackle right now. Hey, there's there's not available. Like, Riley Reef right is tackle. another answer for a guy who's going to get overpaid, probably. Just because he's a guy who's okay, and he plays that
0: position. I don't know what your team needs two tackles. That's a, well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't I can't get any relief in free agency or the draft. That's what I'm hearing from people. <laughs> well. That know. That's, and neither can
3: quarterback. I mean, that's going to be a bloodbath. That again like sometimes
0: I'm coming, Mark, I'm coming for that corner. Take
3: it. I'd be happy. You're, this this whole thing is just
5: ridiculous. And then, but then again, sometimes they're like this class is loaded in plug and play 10-year starter offensive yeah. lineman. Just watch Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel, Chance Warmack. Like it's
3: like Oh, no. you, you, the Jets no. will draft someone in the fifth round that no one's heard of in this studio, which wouldn't be hard to do. And <laughs> then, and and you know what? He'll play for five straight years. You never know. it would be great.
0: Anyway, uh, speaking of my Jets, Nick Mangold, 71. I think you guys are selling him a little bit. If he's healthy. He's 33. Signs with, yeah, he's 33 years old. 33 is not ancient. Mm.
4: For a center in the NFL, you don't see too many centers over 33. I'm
0: not saying like a, a, a rich five-year deal, but if he goes to a contender, don't be surprised if he's – Having a really nice season. Go to
3: you could do a Chris Long. Go get a Super Bowl ring. Could we'll, do an Alex Mack. This
5: this Mangold thing brings up an interesting, at least to me, point of order. So Mangold gets cut on Saturday, and I see that. Oh, gotta make an adjustment to the top one hundred. <laughs> it's going up Monday morning. Wes is off gallivanting around. That's one way to put it. The South Coast. What? <laughs> With who Plus knows on fire. With who knows what. With his, you know, with a with this, you know, lovely paramour, but also just meeting all sorts of cast of characters. Like it's a like it could be some sort of movie. Should I bug him about Nick Mangled or should I just make an executive decision and just throw him on, you know, mm, where I, I was where I choose to. decide. I didn't bug him.
4: Yeah, thank you. I of was course. at Figueroa Mountain Brewery and <laughs> ran into one of our podcast listeners, Andy, was tending bar at this place. Nice guy, set Very set nice. me up. Sent you guys a message. Good guy.
0: Did he send us any beer? That would be better.
4: He did. Oh, good. Well, I have did. I have it, and I he will bring it, it in. Yeah, oh, it's excellent. awesome. Yeah, we saw a clip of it. I do I do
3: like the fact that nineteen out of twenty podcast listeners that you've met and befriended are
4: bartenders.
5: <laughs> well, <that's, laughs>
4: I mean, that's what you're going to have. Where else am I going to go? Right. Uh, well,
5: who who else does West speak to
4: next? Other than <laughs> us, like in the world? Yeah, I mean, is like his brothers some bartenders. I, I don't think I'm going to run into museum curators.
0: <laughs> Probably not. Know. Who knows? Maybe we're huge in the museum curator industry.
4: You never know. I, uh, that would necessitate me being in the museum to meet him or her.
0: I do. I like the idea of, of Wes a movie about Wes's weekend with his paramour, and I like it being called Road Trip, And but there was a movie that came out about 15 years ago oh. with Tom Green uh, and some other people. Uh, barely remember that movie. Who else was in Well, they the road were
3: going trip? to Ithaca College of all places. Yeah. yeah. Breckin
0: Meyer was involved, I believe. Anyway, uh but to change it, we put a slammer at the end. Road trip with a slammer.
4: The, if, oh. if we could get into the Friday nights activities, <laughs> then we could really unearth some interesting nuggets.
0: I think that's we'll save that for the After Hours podcast.
4: <laughs> the After Ooh, Hours la, la. Swinger's
5: okay.
0: podcast. Skinamax <laughs> edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Is I thought i say I thought my original no, idea for what
4: this is not, oh. I God, I thought not fair to
5: my original idea for so what, what, about what the movie would be called yeah. was was better. As much as I like yours, Sideways Two. Sideways Two. That's oh it. yeah, yeah. People love franchises.
0: Sideways two.
5: Yeah. People, what was love, it? people love franchises. people love franchises. It's been a while since Sideways has been out. And it's like you just read. But then you're
0: connecting it to Sideways. Well, you're
5: yeah, we you're were in, this, in we you're were in in the same in that neck area. of the woods. Yeah, you're in the same area. Okay. But now it's it's west in the Paramore. It's a whole different thing. It's, it's one we of did those sequels
3: where like the writer, the director, anyone attached to the first incarnation, <laughs> do not acknowledge this not part <laughs> two on any level.
5: It's like American Psycho two, starring Mila, Mia Kunis. Yeah, Mila. It's a thing
0: that
4: exists. Yeah, Sideways one of my favorite movies too. Yeah, that was, it was all worth. Yeah, over. but what about the Slammer Road Trip? <laughs> I, I like both of them. I, I like that. To tell the truth, I, I'd accept either one. Oh, okay,
0: cool. All right, here How we go. How about this? Wait, sorry. Yeah. Road Trip, Slammer,
3: <laughs> colon, Sideways 2.
0: Winner. <laughs> or Sideways 2, colon, Road Trip.
3: I know, but everyone yeah. expecting sideways more two. of a title. This way you yeah. throw them off. You think it's something else. Then, oh, wait, it's Sideways 2 at the end. <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> so ever puts. Wrong, yeah, exactly. nobody so it's completely wrong-sided marketing. Exactly. Nobody puts the
0: sequel number after right, the colon. Right, And Can you put a colon That's after a Slammer?
3: Huh? Can you put a slammer in No, no, no put, I think we could do what we want. Well, these we, guys are hammered. They're driving up the coast. They put colons after slams. What the hell's going on out here?
0: But graphically, <laughs> because you could play with it when you're selling the movie, the colon has the line on top. That's a, so it's a slammer and a colon at once. I love it. Okay. Works for me. Settled that. Here's some snap judgments, uh, gentlemen, I would like you to make because these players are not, and I'm saying snapped, I'm saying. You gotta get. I'm gonna go back and forth. You're gonna tell me where they are in the top one 101, uh, if they end up making it. Jay Cutler, Greg. Mm. Snap, snap. Throwing it to West. Forty.
4: Yeah, right ahead of Mike Glennon. Uh, probably everyone you ask me, I'm gonna place right ahead of uh, Mike Glennon. How dare you? Uh, yeah, for, no, I'm even higher than
5: that. I'm going.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Snap th- it yeah, up. Twenty-five. Adrian Peterson.
5: Could be top ten. No, he will not be in my top. 30. Once these
4: franchises, not, give me a number. Okay, 30. maybe 20. 20. 20. 20. Wes, I I would definitely have Adrian Peterson over Terrell Pryor. So that would put him in the top 15 for me.
0: Doug Martin. Oh. <laughs> I think. Tuffy. I think right above Mike Lennon. 40, Forty-one.
5: Oh my <laughs> uh, we have Eddie Lacy at thirty-nine. I am definitely putting him below because the off-field stuff. I got. I got to learn more about what's going on. It seems like a really serious. I'll tell thing. you about it after the show.
0: <laughs> Brandon Marshall could help somebody. He's
4: he's he, old though. You have to rank him ahead of Kenny Britt, who is at thirty-eight. Yeah. I, I would say Brandon Marshall in the twenties.
5: Pierre Garcon is mm.
4: twenty-nine.
5: Uh, I think. He, I think I might put Brandon Marshall just ahead of Pierre Garçon, even though he's a, a year, a few years Make sure older. Sure, it's a short-term contract.
4: Twenty-five. He's a better player 26. than Pierre Garçon. That's what I'm saying. Also, where's out his welcome. Everywhere he goes,
0: it does. And finally,
4: Jamal Charles. He's he's tricky. Mm. He's turning thirty. He he has barely played in two years. We had a similar guy on
5: the list last year named Arian Foster, who we put at number thirty. Mm. which ended up being way too high. We have Latavius Murray at 57. I'm definitely not putting him above Murray or Blunt. The running backs definitely get discounted on this list a little bit. I mean, he's probably in the 60s or 70s. Oh, no,
4: I'd take him way ahead of Latavius Murray. Mm. I want a good running back, and, and Jamal Charles might someday get that back. I don't know if Latavius Murray's ever going to be a good running back. That's guy. fair. He's kind, you could That's look fair. at
0: him as this year's Arian Foster, where high upside, but you know what happens uh, it's easy to make healthy. that
4: connection, and then to a year later say, "Boy, why didn't we see that coming?" But it doesn't always work that way, yeah. right? No,
5: he, he, I could, I could be willing to be convinced. I think you're right because when he plays and he's right, he's a great
0: player. He's not that old. Um, all right, and again, you could check all this out. And Sorry I, if those weren't snappy enough for you. I, but I got the info. Uh, just looking for something like I wanted, like uh, Adrian Peterson, six four. Uh, Jamal Charles, 37,
4: 49. Well, it gives us something to work on for next year.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Like, watch. Watch watch how it works with Mark Sessler. Jay Cutler.
4: 96. There you go.
0: <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, and uh, the final thing I have here, as we uh, spend a long time in the lab, it's musty down here, by the way, guys. Should, uh, you know, get, get maybe a, a filter, an air filter down here.
4: That's the magnesium. <laughs>
0: Which player in, in the top twenty five? Name one player in the top twenty five. Um, you are the most concerned about. <laughs> Why? I so negative? A major. Because I am asking the questions. <laughs> so don't ask questions back. Most concerned about what? A big whiff. And uh, and I did look back at the twenty sixteen list. Uh, just some examples. Mario Williams at seven. You had Brock Osweiler at thirteen. Ryan Fitzpatrick at twenty three. There will be some here that turn out to be either bad, uh, bad signings by the team, but also maybe you guys evaluated them improperly. Keeping it real, who are you worried about? Like you strut, you said I have to put this guy high in the list, but in the back of my mind, this guy might be struggling to even have a job next year. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, no one, no one met like that.
5: Well, Riley Reef is 26. Not a sexy answer, because what do I know about Riley Reef? Don Terry Poe, I could see being being I'll a guy... I'll second the Poe pick.
4: Hmm. Wow. He didn't look as explosive. He wasn't... used to be one of the most athletic big men you'll see and I think he he was more of a two-down guy last year as opposed to a three-down defensive tackle.
0: Mark, anything surprise you on this list? Really jumped out at you and you said, what the heck?
3: No, I'm going to be honest. I, I think of all the years that we've dug into the free agent class that this is, and it's no reflection on the, on the, on the list that you guys did. You did a great job Yikes. with it, but it's a low wattage group, and we can we can drum up excitement for, you know, what the top ten will be a week from now. But it's free agencies changed this off season, as we said at the top of the segment. So not surprised outside of the fact that it's less exciting than you'd think free agency would be.
0: Were you surprised that when uh, Wes and Greg did their NFL Network hit uh, on this list, they wore suit jackets in the podcast studio?
3: I think they looked sharp. I don't know why why what we normally wear was suddenly deemed not good enough. Cause we, cause th- the next day we're all Fair wearing point. this stuff. again. Well, if
0: anything, that's,
4: I, I don't think who drove, who tro- where did the decision come from? I guess. Yeah.
0: Part. Where did that come from? Let's break that down.
4: I think for me, it comes from an incredible insecurity <laughs> about my work wardrobe when it comes to being on film because of all the feedback we've gotten over the years. Mm, I and that. I think um, I probably, I see NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal on TV and he's often wearing a jacket. And so for going. me, my mind just
0: naturally Son, went to Jackson. Is that
2: NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal? West,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep sending them in, folks.
4: That was a good one. Yeah. I, I talked over it. I want to hear it again.
0: Son, is that NFL Network's Greg <laughs> Rosenthal. Wow,
4: that was wow. kind of like a deliverance. Yeah, type very situation. much. So. That was awesome. Where'd that come from? Tybee Island, probably. That was
6: from Rick Herrick. He's from Missouri. I love At Missouri's. Spanky Q. Wow,
0: he should do some Jeff Bridges voiceover work or something. That we caught, great. we caught some heat. By the way, um, we we're talking to one of the. Um, men with offices here that works in the NFL Network uh, division. And we heard through the grapevine that one of the great higher ups, now former higher up uh, in this company, third floor, which, <laughs> as everyone knows, if you listen to the show, we are not popular figures or even really known figures. Uh, yeah, I'd say
5: invisible. The, Although he ironically was on the first floor with the
0: people you know making more. Was th- he? us see um, us. We were described uh, as dweebs uh, because we were headsets <laughs> in the studio.
5: That they look like they look like a bunch of dweebs wearing the headsets. See, at one point, there was an anti-headset movement. That was little coming
0: does, back. From little a little
4: does 7. he know that we don't need headsets to look like dweebs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that said,
4: that that your talk about the NFL Network
5: it reminded me. We will be on as a foursome.
0: Yes, we will
5: Tuesday, around or up to the minute live, one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern, and that's right. I listed Pacific first. There's a lot of people out
0: here. I'm Pacific
5: definitely. needs to start deserving some respect. Great. West, West Coast
0: bias. God. Um. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And again, the next time you hear from us will be Thursday. Uh, the show will emanate uh, from Indianapolis. We'll have all six members. Very rare that you'll hear from all six members uh, of the of the writing team. We'll, Technically, I'm no longer part of that writing team, but you're going to hear from all the five around the NFL writers and then uh, myself as well. I mean,
5: you write a lot. Yeah, but
0: I write for the end around Mm -hmm. NFL dot com slash end around. But all five writers of the around the NFL team, myself, uh, will all be part of the podcast on Thursday. So make sure uh, you check that out where we'll be breaking down those press conferences uh, that happen every year leading into the Combine, the coaches, and the GMs. A lot of news always comes out of that, so check that out.
4: I hate to quibble, but your articles still do appear under the, <laughs> on the NFL section of the website.
0: I'm working on that. This is really... I'm going to eliminate I'm going to that if it's the last thing I do. No, I like that. It keeps me connected <laughs> on some level to the enterprise. And Wes, of course, is referring to NFL.com slash around the NFL.
4: Or NFL.com slash news. That's where you can read our stuff, so read it.
0: Okay. And then next week, free agency week, three shows.
4: Mark. Also, go to Mark's author page and use the F8 function to find whatever you want. Sure. Good luck. Three shows through the middle of June.
0: Wes, save it for the F8 podcast.
4: <laughs> that one's a scorcher. Time. It's a scorcher.
0: All right. Let's go home. This is Dan hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and new money behind the glass. Thursday in Indy. You're a loser. Dan bloopers after every show. That's fine. Let's go. (laughs)
2: Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan
0: and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble.
4: Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget.